Tyro Knight. Jonathan Weir and for Spike O'Neill. Thanks so much for joining me for one last hour. I'll be in tomorrow as well. Very happy to be here. And again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I said earlier that I'm dumb, and I sincerely mean that. I know most people wouldn't openly admit to that, but I find it to be freeing, especially when I'm about to talk about a pretty controversial issue. I, for the life of me, just want somebody to explain what the problem is with this, because I don't get it. Imagine you are at your job, whatever you do for a living, and a child comes up to you and tells you that every day when they go home, their parents beat them. Would you need a law to tell you what to do next? To tell you, maybe I should tell somebody about this. Maybe I should tell the authorities about this. I doubt it. I would hope not for most of you. Actually, I hope not for all of you. Well, a bill just passed the Washington Senate going to the Washington House. Maybe it'll be changed there. We don't know. That will make the clergy, meaning priests in the Catholic Church, will make them mandatory reporters of child abuse or neglect. And the problem with the bill that a lot of people have as it passed the Senate is that there's an exemption in there that says if you find out about the abuse or neglect during confession, you don't have to report it. But if you find out through other means, then you have to. The church has pushed back against this and have said, you know, it violates the sacrament of of penitence. It 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 violates the privacy that the church has always had. And it violates the First Amendment. It's the state coming in and telling the church how to run its business. And I kind of understand those arguments. But again, I, I maybe I'm just dumb here. I don't understand why on earth you would have a problem with a law that says if somebody comes to you in confession and says, hey, here's my sin. I've been beating the living crap out of my children or I've been raping children. That you wouldn't immediately go, oh, well, I here's your penance. I'm going to tell the authorities about this, and you're going to jail. You can say 10 Hail Marys and the, you know do all the rosaries, but you're definitely going to jail. Now, I grew up Catholic, and I remember when we did the confessions. I went to a parochial school. When we first did confessions, I asked the question, what if you did something illegal? And you tell the priest about it. And and the Monsignor, who was t- telling us about this, said, well, it's the priest's responsibility there to let you know that your penance is notifying what you did, uh, telling the authorities what you did, making yourself right with the law, and then making yourself right with the Lord. And he went on to say, and I clearly remember this, 
that if you have violated the law to that degree, you cannot make yourself right with the Lord until you've made yourself right with the law. Now, maybe that was just his opinion. Maybe that was just one guy who said it. But I don't, for the life of me, understand the pushback against this. Well, I mean, I, to, to be fair, when you look at this bill that would make clergy mandatory reporters, Washington State would be the first state to do this. Well, except for Alabama, they've done it. Oh, and Arizona. And if you don't notice, I'm going alphabetically here. Arkansas, California, Colorado, Georgia, Illinois, Louisiana, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Vermont, Virginia, and Wisconsin. So it wouldn't be the first to be the 25th to make clergy mandatory reports. Okay. Well, actually, that's not even true. It'd be the 25th to make clergy mandatory reporters except for states where anyone is a mandatory reporter like delaware florida idaho kentucky maryland utah wyoming so technically washington would be the 31st state to do this but being fair i get it would be the first one be the first state to say that confession isn't exempt if if they change it in the house It'd be the first state to say, hey, if somebody confesses a crime to you and it involves child abuse or neglect, you have to report it. They'd be, Washington would be the first state to do that. Well, the first state except for New Hampshire and West Virginia and North Carolina and Oklahoma and Rhode Island and Texas, Connecticut, Mississippi, Indiana, Nebraska, New Jersey, Tennessee. Those states all say confession isn't exempt. So it would be the 12th state. And when you, I'm not going to read off all those states again, but it goes from Alabama to Massachusetts. Okay. When you see so many states agreeing, so many disparate states who couldn't agree on anything, agreeing on this, that usually means. It's a good thing. It usually means if left and right can get together on something, usually means, well, this is just a generally good thing. This is a golden, my God, finally, we can agree on something. Anybody who hears about child sexual abuse or general abuse and neglect should report it. Again, I don't understand the argument against it. By the way, the penalty for not reporting it is $1,000. So it's not even that high of a penalty. And they're still pushing back against it. Now, Mario Villanueva of the Washington State Catholic Conference told lawmakers his organization supports making clergy mandatory reporters outside of confession and that the clergy penitent privilege is protected by the First Amendment and that the U.S. Supreme Court has upheld that since 1818. He says, quote, there's no justification for the rash elimination of a long-standing clergy penitent privilege, the one evidentiary privilege that is founded on the concept of freedom of religion, he said. And that's all well and good. I get, I get what you're saying. 
if you're you're making a slippery slope argument, we don't want to. We if we take this step, then we're giving up our rights to the government. Separation of church and state is a beautiful thing, and I agree with it a hundred percent. But I don't understand drawing the line here. I don't see this as a slippery slope. I see this as common sense. Matt, where are you at on this? I'm with you. I don't really see a compelling... I I don't see how you can say don't do this. I just, from a humanitarian standpoint, like you say, it seems like something everybody can and should agree on. I don't... I can't think of an argument against it. Two, what frustrates me as a Catholic on this is, man, guys, this is good PR. (laughs) I hate to put it in such cynical terms, but it's good PR. Yeah. This has been a bit of a problem for the Catholic Church, and you're drawing the line here? This is good PR. Just go, yeah, no, no, nope. If if somebody comes into confession and says that they've been raping their kid, well, we're definitely going to report that. I just I I don't understand why they would draw the line there. I get I get wanting there to be a line. I just don't think that it's there. Again, a Monsignor once told me, you cannot get right with the Lord if you violate the law until you've gotten right with the law first. That if you just go to the Lord and expect everything to be forgiven, meanwhile you haven't paid the price for your crime. Right then yeah. you're just abusing the 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 forgiveness of Jesus Christ and and God. So uh, anyway, let's woof, let's get away from that. <laughs> Said everything I needed to say. Uh let's uh let's do a news wheel. Okay? Here's what that is. I'm just going to pull out some random stories and we're going to talk about them. Uh speaking of kids and things destroying their brains tiktok tiktok will start limiting kids to one hour per day um they're rolling it out over the next few weeks so anyone under 18 can't mindlessly scroll through videos for more than 60 minutes anymore Uh, After the first hour, kids 12 and under won't be able to keep using TikTok unless a parent or guardian punches in a code to extend viewing by 30 minutes or more. Now, Matt, you and I grew up, you're, I think, a year younger than me. Yeah. Uh, When did you get the internet? uh, Oh, goodness. I'd have to really think. Like, it was dial-up. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even the full internet. (laughs) Just through it. <laughs> it was. It, it it is weird how how the the internet has evolved because we we had Prodigy like in nineteen ninety four I oh, think, yeah. which was with dial up. And you're right, it wasn't the internet. It was just email and some like chat boards and stuff, right? Right, like it had the Usenet gateways and stuff. I think at that time, but, but I remember there was a time where if you wanted to very slowly see some. Interesting photos on the internet, on some interesting websites. You would go to those websites, and it would say, "Are you eighteen years or older?" On the internet, and you yes. Would, and you would just say yes, <laughs> right? I, I might even be a dog. I don't know what I My am, but I want to see those pictures. 
Yeah, I will I will say I'm 90 if you want me to say I'm 90 so long as I can see boobies. Um so you just say I wonder I hope this code isn't like that. You know what I mean? For the TikTok. Well, I was going to say because it's not like the kids can't figure out, "Hey, I'm just going to create a new account and lie about my age so this code thing doesn't apply." Yeah. And and uh, what I mean, that's been a thing for years and years is uh what is it called? The Finsta, the fake Instagram that you have. You share one with your parents and and your family but then you have one that's just when with you and your friends so yeah i i don't know i think this is a, a good pr move by tiktok i don't see it actually limiting kids in fact it might be the opposite because kids will have their tiktok that their parents think is safe and they'll be going on there and the parents will be like oh that's fantastic uh the kid only spends an hour on tiktok i don't know what they're doing with the rest of their time they're on something else on their phone you know, so the parents think it's locked down, but it's even worse. Yeah, uh, this kids seems right for can, deception. They can enter their own code, but they'll still get the alerts, so they'll have to actively choose to keep scrolling. It'll become the default for all under 18 accounts, not just new ones. So, I, I don't know. TikTok is, I, it's the first one I don't get, Matt. It's the first one I don't get. I got Facebook. I understood Facebook. I, I mean, you know, I've been around. I had, listen, kids, I had the Prodigy, then I had uh, GeoCities, and then I had LiveJournal, <laughs> and um, then we did MySpace, and then from MySpace we went to Facebook, and then we had Twitter and Instagram. I miss um, Tom. I liked him so much better than Elon. Tom was a good dude. Tom was – Tom – I, why won't he just – I miss MySpace in general. MySpace wasn't like, hey, we're trying to profit off of your privacy. And I MySpace it was, it was just so like, musical too because you had the player and you could listen to artists and had yeah, band pages. It was you, awesome. If, I was in bands. It was great. We could make our friends listen to our crappy music. But uh, TikTok has got to be – it's the first one I don't get. Where I've I've sat down, I've d- downloaded the app, and then I scroll through, and I was just like, I, this, "It's just a bunch of stupid videos." I, I'm like, I'm not following anybody. I'm not really into what the videos say. I'm into it's literally the most base form of mindless entertainment, where it's an algorithm deciding what you like and then shoving it into your face, which is terrifying because you're not a content creator if you're on TikTok. Like you can claim you're a content creator on on YouTube. You're making something for other people. You're making something for your fans. TikTok, you don't it's not like you have like it's not like based on followers and things. I mean, you have followers, but it's not like that. It's so different and weird and you're not like sharing things back and forth like you are on other platforms. With TikTok, you're creating something for the equation. You're creating something for the algorithm. And that just seems so creepy and weird. And let's be honest, you're creating something that, so a foreign government can gather data on you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. I and it, it's funny because when we used to say that kind of stuff about Facebook, oh, you know, they're they're following you and everything. If you had said the stuff about Facebook where, like, hey, your phone is always listening to you and uh, that's how they get the ads, is if you say blue marble, blue marble, blue marble over and over in your phone, guess what? A couple days later, you'll get an advertisement for blue marbles. 
we used to say stuff like that and seem crazy, and then it was proven true, and we were just like, oh, that's just how things are, but I'm not going to stop using Facebook. We've literally said the Chinese government is spying on us and stealing our info. They claim they're not using it nefariously, but they are doing that. And we're just like, ah, it's fine. It seems like a conspiracy theory, but it's all true. And the only way to beat it is to delete the app off your phone. But they know you'll never do that. Because it's too darn addictive. That's how they got you. More news wheel coming up. More dumb stories. Aaron Kyra Knights, Jonathan Weir, and for Spike O'Neill. Kyra Knights, Jonathan Weir for Spike O'Neill for the next 27 minutes anyway, and then I'll be back tomorrow night. Just doing a uh, news wheel, which is where I literally just pull out stories I haven't even read yet, and we talk about them. Second story that we have here is this. Tooth fairy payouts have hit an all-time high. Matt. We're going to play a little over-under game. How much is the tooth fairy paying per tooth on average? On average, I would mm-hmm. say 20 bucks. 20? <laughs> what? What? Man, that's the Seattle price for a yeah, tooth, I, I guess. I was going to say, because you know, if you have kids <laughs> in Seattle, you probably have 20s to throw out pretty regularly. Yeah, if you have kids in, I don't know. I think in Boston, it's it's pretty it's very simpatico. These these two cities, um, costs of everything seems about the same. And and here, I, I honestly think the parents won't let their kids lose the teeth because they paid too much for dental care to begin with. You're not losing those teeth, kid. Um, it is six dollars and fifty nine cents a tooth on average. Huh. Still seems a little uh, low. It. When I was when I was a kid, it was a dollar. How much was it for you? About a dollar. About a dollar. Yeah. But uh, with, with inflation in time, wouldn't that be wouldn't that dollar be more today? Well, more like five. Uh, let's whip out an inflation calculator here. Uh, I got nothing better to do. Hold on, calculator. Um, let's see. All right, say one dollar. Back in uh, January of, I don't know when I was losing teeth, 90, did 91. How about there? Eh, 87. There we go. Uh, $2.59. So way over inflation. And it's just one more example of how we're coddling these kids and just spending like there's no tomorrow because we want them to be happy and we're trying to buy their love. I actually have a weird problem with my kids where they don't lose their teeth. Like, my my son is 14. He still hasn't lost all of his baby teeth. 
Is that weird? Not, not to me. But then there are not very to you. few. Why you still I have think. your baby teeth? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the secret of your hey, successful some, voice? It just takes time for some people. You got to let them age at their own stage. I I guess, but I just I was just like we, we need to like I don't know maybe I need to like go to school and start getting them into fights or something like that <laughs> maybe start losing some teeth because it's it's getting a little weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, six dollars and twenty. Uh, three cents per tooth. The area of the country that pays the most per tooth is surprising. It's the South. Really? Yeah, the South. I would have uh, thought it would be on the coasts. Pay. I would think so, too. But uh, apparently the tooth fairy might uh, pay up to $10 on average in the South. Um, but six fifty nine is the average per tooth there. Kids out West in Seattle. For instance, get six twenty-five. The Northeast, where I'm at, is six fourteen. In the Midwest, because we prize treating our kids like garbage, five sixty-three a tooth. Um, that the by the way, the inflation on it has surged three hundred seventy-nine percent. So yeah, has not kept up with inflation. No, the old tooth fairy. We've got My to index these things better. My favorite Tooth Fairy story is uh, – right, this is late, but I just in case there's any kids listening. Um, my favorite Tooth Fairy story is uh, my friend Rod. His son Roman lost a tooth, and um, the Tooth Fairy – they were at a different house, so she forgot to come to his house. And so Rod came home drunk and realized that the Tooth Fairy had forgotten – so he snuck into his his kid's room with a bag of money reeking of booze and weed and his kid his kid wakes up in the middle of Rod like grabbing a tooth from underneath his pillow and screams tooth fairy and Rod goes go to sleep and <laughs> He's like, I realize all this is happening, and there's no way this isn't coming up with the psychiatrist later. There's just no way oh. this isn't happening. But he's like, it's it's a creepy premise to to begin with, though, right? I mean, like, if you just if you just described what happened when the tooth fairy came to your house, if he had no idea what it was, like, because the the first person that the, the tooth fairy visited, so I was sitting at my house. And you know, Billy, he he lost that tooth. He uh he fell down some stairs. He lost his tooth. And uh this crazy old woman with a tiara and like a wand floated into the house, <laughs> stole his tooth, and gave him money. It's the weirdest thing. It might be our weirdest like construct, weirder than Santa Claus or the Easter bunny. A woman that takes your children you children's used teeth. What is she doing with them? I have no idea, but I bet it smells weird. All right, next one in the news wheel. Um, here are some bathroom tips from a flight attendant. You ever you ever go on a plane, Matt? Not as often as I would like, but pretty often. Uh, yeah, I do fairly often. I go to the bathroom. I, I, people always complain about the bathroom. I th- I think the bathroom is a wonder. On planes, like it's it's crazy that it even exists in the first place. Much less it's a little bit cramped. Like we can, we're flying at thirty thousand feet in the air, and we can poop too. 
That's amazing to me. Um, so here's what they say, the flight attendants say, about bathrooms. Uh, they say they're a lot grosser than you think. They say t- touch as few surfaces as possible. That starts with opening the door. Uh, use your shirt sleeve or something else to open that door because people never wash their hands in those bathrooms. Push it open with your foot. And you, if you have to touch the sink, handles, or toilet seat, use a paper towel or toilet paper as a barrier. Isn't it their job to clean the bathrooms? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, look, guys, don't make me do my job. Don't. Don't make me. I. You know how tough it is to say bye-bye as people are leaving? <laughs> you know how tough it is to hand out those little crackers? You think I wanted to do that with my life? Uh, they say, keep your shoes on. You didn't need to tell me that. Who? Yeah. Amber, who's Brittany, taking their shoes off? To airplane. go to the bathroom on an airplane? I'm not taking my shoes off on the airplane. Look, I, I will say this. I think it's funny when people complain about how lackadaisical we have become, how casual we've become with our attire on airplanes. I, I hear people say this. Although, we used to dress up for a flight like we used to dress up for church. And now people get on wearing pajamas and flip-flops. And uh, the thing about that, Boomer, is that people started dressing like crap to get on the planes when they started getting treated like crap to get onto the plane. The reason I dress casually going through the airport is because that makes it easier to go through security. If I wear flip-flops, I just have to kick them off. I don't have to untie anything. If I just wear pajama pants, I don't have to worry about a belt. It's as easy as that. Having said that, I'm definitely keeping my <laughs> shoes on if I go to the bathroom. And please, for the love of God, people, wash your hands. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and finally, don't brush your teeth in an airplane bathroom. Again, didn't need that. They say the water isn't filtered and the tank it's in doesn't get cleaned enough. They just top it off between flights and they're only required to flush and disinfect it. It every three months. Have you ever been on a plane and felt the need to brush your teeth? Never. I I don't. But then I know. haven't been on really long haul flights that often. I, oh, that's a good point. You could be like on like a trip to Japan or something like that. It's like yeah, transatlantic or something. You might need. Yeah. To. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to do a little thing called agree disagree. I'm going to sh- throw random weird thoughts at Matt, and uh, we're going to see whether or not we agree or disagree on these random weird thoughts Fleetwood Mac Kyra Knights Jonathan Weir in for Spike O'Neill I'm naming off these bands without even knowing 100%. I don't have the info in front of me. Just you would be correct, based though. On like a, I'm just based on a commercial I think I saw years ago <laughs> that had this song in it. 
All right, so we're going to do a little thing called Agree, Disagree. I'm going to throw random thoughts out there, and we'll see if we agree or disagree with them. Here is the first one. It will be quite complicated when you have to explain to the tax authorities that a genie granted you a wish for a billion dollars. Agree or disagree? Agree. As we've learned from Breaking Bad, so sudden wealth can alert the eyes of the uh, tax man. I am going to disagree for this reason. I've known some people who work for the IRS who have assured me that the IRS doesn't give up where you get your money. <laughs> they do not care. <laughs> so long as you pay your taxes on that money, they don't care where it came from. So you say a genie, you just... I, I think for a billion dollars, I could afford to get a lawyer, doctor up something that said it was a, you know, a, a third cousin left me a billion dollars that I'd never heard of before, something like that. So I, I'm going to I'm going to disagree, even though I do love the Breaking Bad reference. All right. Next one. Our brains are hardwired for survival. Yet, they have no issue with letting us daydream while driving a multi-ton death machine. So in other words, our brains are trying to keep us alive and at the same time have no problem while, while we're driving letting us remember a conversation that we had three weeks ago uh, that might have gone awkwardly. I agree. That that adds up. Yeah, yeah. What What is going Our brains are psychotic. They really are. Do you ever... Do you ever think about what a nightmare is? A nightmare is your brain successfully scaring itself. <laughs> That's what a nightmare is. A nightmare is your brain going, oh, I know what really bothers this guy. <laughs> Clowns with snakes for eyes or whatever. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to put it in there. And Whoa, he woke up and he's all freaking out. He's sweating. He's crying. He's calling his mom. Well, at the yeah. same time, it's so easy to generate those nightmares and so hard to work on the root causes in your real waking life. Yeah, that's true. The The fact that I was attacked by a bunch of clowns and snakes at, at one point in my life, it was, it was a bad circus job I had. Uh, all right. Next one. Agree or disagree? Eventually, all smokers will buy a lighter that won't die on them. That's a sad thought. <laughs> I guess I agree it's with. morbid, but it's... Technically, accurate. it's true. It's true. It's true. It's you true. know what? I I don't think that there is a segment of our society that is more marginalized and despised than smokers. And the, for the simple reason that secondhand smoke is dangerous to everybody, but also it's annoying. It smells bad. I think that's why one of the reasons why pot took so long to legalize was because it stinks. Like we it we we knew forever. That pot wasn't that bad. We knew forever. It was just like, oh, yeah, it just makes you hungry. It makes things a little bit funnier for you. Maybe for some of us with generalized anxiety disorder, it it makes us have sweats and, and nightmares about snake clowns. But <laughs> for most people, it's just this fun, silly little drug. It's nowhere near as harmful as alcohol. It shouldn't be schedule one with heroin and cocaine. But it smells terrible. So we got to treat it worse. Same thing with smoking. Is yeah. that you're bothering me. You're annoying me with it. Um, 
All right, last one. Agree or disagree? You never hear a place apologizing for only having Coca-Cola products. Hmm. What do they mean? They mean sometimes you like, I want Coke, and they say, sorry, we only have Pepsi? Right. Because of Coke's market share. I would imagine that doesn't really happen. I guess I just don't care. I every place I go, I say the same thing. I get a Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi or whatever the hell you have. I don't care one or the other. I'm see, not that picky. See, some people are. Some people will not interchange. They really? won't even have a, a Diet Coke when they want a Coke Zero. I just can't imagine somebody, you order a Diet Coke, and then somebody brings you a Diet Pepsi, and you just do a <laughs> spit take. Like, what is this? I wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. <laughs> and I drink I drink them. That Pepsi I challenge is lost on you, huh? It it is. I couldn't I go I don't care about the difference and I really can't tell it. Can't tell it. All right, I bet you can tell the difference between me and uh, Spike O'Neill. I will be back in for him tomorrow night. One last night, Jonathan Weir, Kyra Knights. See you tomorrow. Bye.